Gangnam, I think. Opa Gungan Opa, style. Opa Gungans, Opa Gungan style. Welcome to Wow Cool. Welcome to Wow Cool Gungan. Uh, I'm your host Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome, to Opa, Opa Gundam. God damn it, Opa Gundam style. Jesus Christ. Sorry. That was good. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> Got it in one. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot. It's a Gundam podcast. I'm I'm your host Sarah. You she her pronouns. And I'm Max, I use he, him pronouns. It's, it's Gungan time. It's Gungan time. It's, it's time to go like Charlie Chaplin a, across a big CGI battlefield. <laughs> Call me the white boss nass. <sighs> Gundam is a good show, Sarah. You're liking this so far. I, from what I, mean, I from, <laughs> a little birdie told me. I'm quite enjoying this show is the thing. I'm finding it, I'm finding it quite good. And I'm also just. I'm doing because like the thing is the thing is I there are some people in the chat in our in the discord who have been you know watching ahead which you know obviously mm-hmm. I don't, you know go 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 for it I, I would be doing the same if I could um and I've seen a lot of posts about episode 21 specifically which mm-hmm. I feel like is an early time to in, in a in a what what is this like 50 52 episodes this is I was like I think it's 50 flat yeah 50 flat. in like a 50 episode series I feel like 21 is like for the way people are reacting, I feel like that's very early for a character death to be that impactful. So I'm really, like, I'm feeling like the only way a character can die in episode 21 and be that impactful is that is if they are there from, like, the start. So, I mean, like, I know a lot of these characters are going to die. I'm sure of it. But, like, I'm trying to, like, ferret out, like, who's going to be the one that dies, like, who who's going to be the one that dies then? Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, this is all to say. I'm trying to keep them in a, I'm trying to keep these kids in, at an arm's length because I do not want to get too attached to them and cry uh-huh. when they die. But I... I'm having a really hard time with it. I'm I'm handing you a cornucopia of beloved children. And I ask, do you care them? And you say yes. And I write something down in a little black book and nod and smile and say, very good, noted. <laughs> that's what the, that's what that gif that's what that gif emoji K posts all the time is. Yeah, <laughs> just writing down, just writing down Gundam kids in the death note. Yeah. <laughs> God, it, it, it's like there's a spot in the owner's manual of each Gundam that you can write your target down. It helps. It helps <laughs> in the battlefield. Right. It's like um, it's like how uh, Errol Flynn in Mortal Kombat, like uh, one of his supers is like he shoots a bullet with like the opponent's name inscribed on it into the opponent. Yeah, I, like, shit, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll like shoot a gun and it's got like scorpion written on it, like engraved in the side of it. It's fucking, I mean... Pretty fuck badass. Errol Flint, Errol Flint fucking rules. Errol Flint, was he introduced in 10? Ye, not, because nine, 9 was the first one back, right? Like, that was the first, like, reboot after the Deadly Alliance, the 3 Yes, because it was just yeah. more combat. So, yeah, I think it was 10, because 9 had a really, ex- not, like, expanded, but, like... <clears throat> it was weirdly lost- big for a reboot. Yeah, and then, like, they, I feel like they narrowed it down in the next game. I mean, after DLC, the next games be- did sure. get bigger, but, like... That Mortal Kombat 9 roster is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Errol Flynn was there. I mean, like, you introduced both Errol yeah, Flynn think, and think, Devora in the same game. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think Errol Flynn was 10. Because 11 was the one with, like, Chronica, right? And Ele- the- 11 was Chronica. 11, <laughs> smoking that Chronica. Um, Which one? Uh, Pharaoh and Tor was 10. 
That was yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pharaoh the buddy, and ice climbers. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Errol Flynn was ten, and then Kotal okay. Khan was eleven. Also, who? The, no, Kotal Khan was ten, I believe. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Who? Who else was introduced? In, who else was introduced in nine? Like, who were the new? Were there I any like know. new characters in nine? Because I know nine was just like a rehash of one story wise. I really. Freddy Krueger was in that. That that was a new guy. Yeah, Scarlet. nine was when they went like full uh, cinematic mode on us. I frankly love the, I love the it's I I love the Mortal Kombat character edition so much because it's like it's I don't want to sound like I'm trash talking Smash when I say this, but it really does feel like Smash Brothers for adults. Like it's just like instead of being like oh it's Sora oh it's it's Terry Bogart and like I loved when Sora and I loved when Terry were added to Smash of course but like oh shit it's Jason Voorhees yeah the, you you can't play as the Xenomorph in Smash Bros <laughs> tragic I mean you can play as Ridley basically the same thing shit and that was in like, Ridley, Ridley as we ba- all know was, named was for it, Ridley Scott director of Alien right was it yeah re- yeah exactly full circle <laughs> full circle um. Well, thanks for tuning in to, I, I spent this entire time trying to think of like a podcast FGC pun name, but I just got nothing. You want to talk about Gundam, Sarah? Yeah, I want to talk about Gundam. Well, now I'm just, now I'm just thinking about the, um, the, the Injustice DLC characters that, that were added to those games. Oh my god, like fucking TMNT Hellboy? It's so funny that TMNT Insane. was added to that one. I okay, yeah, that yeah, let's talk about Gundam. Let's talk about Gundam. Episode um, four. Um, I wrote this one, shit. I wrote this one down, but I did not write this down here in my notes. Let me mm. find it real quick. <laughs> Episode the price four. Is right. The price of the price of rice. Um, <laughs> the price of life. Tekanon are planning their first major job, getting Kadelia to, to Earth. But Toto, the man with the Charlie Chaplin mustache, has other plans. Uh, in preparation for the trip, Orga sends Dexter Colostor, Akihiro, and some other human debris, freshly freed from their contracts, to handle some paperwork. We also learn about what the human debris are from both... Uh, we, we learn that from both Akihiro and Kudelia. Back on Earth, Mikazuki, Biscuit, and Kudelia, and a couple others head to Biscuit's grandma's farm, where they have a chance encounter with Farid and Baldwin. Char and, Gar- Char and Garma, the blowjob brothers, also deal with Lieutenant Coral and all the lies he's been feeding them. When Granny's farm, when the Granny's farm crew returns to base, some of the Arnkins have covered the, TG, the CGS logo with the new one of Tekadon. <laughs> they really are the Blowjob Brothers. <laughs> the Blowjob Brothers. They're showing. Listen, there is just a lot of very homosexual activity happening in these episodes. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying that like. Mikazuki, Mikazuki has some, <laughs> I think Mikazuki has some bi boy swag, and I also think that Orga just has, like, men are attracted to me aura, because, like, like, obviously Mikazuki, which I'm going hard for them together, but also, like, there's some really good Eugene stuff in here with him. Yeah! Very heterosexual Eugene stuff. Like, and, and, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, like, are you beginning to care Eugene? Oh, I'm absolutely, I absolutely, I care Eugene so much now, like, he- he gives like, a terrible ju- first impression, and then he says, "All right, I'm gonna do some cool shit now. Check this out." Like, I was totally ready to like turn on him to like turn on him gradually, like gradually get better. But like, like mm-hmm. the, the the shit that happens in episode five just immediately turned the corner on him, like immediate, just immediately. Yeah, he says, "I'm Eugene Seven Stark, and this is Jackass." <laughs> um, but he episode says, four, he says you can't. He says you can't do this on concrete. And then does a flip. <laughs> but you can't do this on asteroid. Right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So that's episode, yeah. that's episode five. Um let's see. We see so yeah, the boys are going to um 
Akihiro and the gang, they, they go to get uh, the CGS ship. The Will um, of the Wisp. The, the Will, Will of the Wisp. Of the, Wisp. <clears throat> the ship that lowers, that reduces your base attack <laughs> power by 50%. This is the promise and the threat, listeners. We will never not make a Pokemon reference in each of these episodes. It's all I can. It's all I can think about. The other day, I um, like a week or two ago, I went. Uh, I, I'm back to taking some ADHD medications. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time in a while, and I took some way too late in the day, and so I I was just like, I, and I took also drank caffeine way too late in the day, so I was up until like four thirty a.m. that night, just could not sleep, and I was just lying in bed, just like thinking about like pokemon battle things like literally mm-hmm. when i drive home from class or from work i just like when i'm just driving home in my car for those 30 minutes i'm like just rotating type combinations and what they're weak to what they're resistant what they offset for each other yeah you're you're, you're you got the tetris effect but for pokemon yeah i do i just like i'm watching full Metal alchemist and i look at alphonse and i'd be like well he's probably weak to dark and ghost and uh <laughs> fire but he, he's yeah. immune to fighting at least yeah exactly <laughs> Use, using his metal body, he can destroy an ice type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, God, Alphonse, Alphonse uses guillotine and just does the fucking like the fucking falling elbow on someone. Yeah, exactly. It's good. <laughs> um, we also we we learn a little bit that like basically they have to smuggle Kudelia to Earth. They can't yes. sort of take her the normal ways because effectively They're- Gallarhorn controls all of space. Mm-hmm. We got to get a little nutty with it, like so they control all the ro- they control all the routes to Earth, and so they can't really work with Gallarhorn because well yeah. obvious reasons, yeah. You know the organization that wants Kudelia dead, alas. Right. I've been taking I've been taking a lot of uh, logic classes this semester, so I've just been like I need to you know b- bring this logic to the to the conclusion. Like I can't just say this is obvious. The <laughs> if uh-huh. I just say it's obvious, I lose points on the exam. Yeah, exactly. you're the fucking like INFP meme calculating the taste of potato chips before you taste them. I'm calc- I'm calculating the topology of the set of real numbers. Hmm. Maybe <laughs> a little bit more lower bound next time. Yeah, you, you should have gone closer to the moon. <laughs> Anyone could tell you this. Um, exactly. But they mention they have to join up with this guy named Orcus, mm-hmm. who, um, not for nothing, Orcus isn't that important of a character, but like. He is, I believe Orcus is um, a, the god of the dead in, I, th- I think Orcus is another name for um, like Pluto or Hades. Okay. So it's it's just like, it's, I mean, names mean things in Gundam, obviously, yeah. as we've um, learned. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> I was, um, speaking of names that mean things, I was listening to Friends at the Table uh, the mm-hmm. other day, and they had like an offhand mention of a gun in Destiny called... The Gallarhorn, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's a Gundam reference in Destiny. That's pretty sick." And then I looked it up, and it was like, "No, that's like named after like a Norse mythological horn, like both uh-huh. of them are." <laughs> yeah, and and that's why Gallarhorn's logo is a little like trumpet horn thing. Yeah. It, it... Um, but, but yeah, they have to basically, you know, it's it's fucking dire. They have to side with some unsavory characters to get Kudelia to Earth. Yeah, unsavory characters like Toto, who is the one who suggests Orcus, and Eugene is like, are, Eugene just like looks at everyone and is like, "Are you really gonna trust this motherfucker? Like, look at this dude. He's look the at how most like outwardly scheming freak. Like every everything he says is punctuated with like a little you know chuckle. Toto, you know what Toto is? Sorry, hmm. you know what Toto is? <laughs> He's the fucking. You remember that fucking screenshot that like this is like five, six, seven years old Tumblr stuff. 
But like that screenshot of Facebook Messenger of the guy messaging the girl, being like, "Um, would you be my girlfriend?" And now I get to ride all the cool roller coasters. Yeah, like, <laughs> shit, I remember that now. He's like, he's like, puts all of his like scheming in his mind that he would put in asterisks, but he says like, yeah. "Star, oh, they're not, they're not gonna, they'll never yeah. see this one coming, star." God, fucking Toto. God, I got fucking. This guy sucks. I hate this guy. <laughs> Um, we, we, we cut to, um... I gotta find that post real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While you do that, we, we cut over, um, Galileo and McGillis are talking about how, um, Coral's base is, like, clearly scrambling after, you know, the failed operation to capture Cudelia back on Mars. They know that, like, they've, like, been deleting data, and they know that, like, Coral sent a battalion that didn't return, you know, Crank and, uh, Orlis. And Coral, like, straight up tries to bribe McGillis. He's clearly very desperate now, and McGillis gets so fucking serious. Like, it's just it's just very cool to see, like, you know, he's, like, the Char-type character. He's, like, always in control of these situations. And, like, Coral's just so fucking red, mad, and nude about it. Like, after right, he like basically... We see, we see, we, in both this episode and the next one, we see a scene of him, like, banging his head on a wall slash his desk. And, like... Mm-hmm. Damn, dude! Like, I, I get it. That's like a, that's not a very that's not a very healthy coping mechanism, though. I think that can be construed as self harm, man. Do you wanna you wanna talk? Yeah, you you good, homie? <laughs> you good? Uh, we we speaking of being good, we do get a quick shot of Ayn holding the little like Yallerhorn pin that Crank yeah, gave him. And Ayn is got, also he's got the, he's got the crank memorial. He's got the crank, the crank memorial amoeba that he's crying about. Ayn, <laughs> I entrust this to you. <laughs> my my zero suit Samus amoeba. She's level forty and plays so fucking good, dude. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um we let's see there's a little sh- uh, a little scene of mika and yuki nojo on the uh in the hangar at back at the tekadon base talking about barbatos and like they just basically say like yeah we might be able to take it to space who fucking knows this thing is 300 years old i have no idea yeah. it's old as fuck from before the calamity war <laughs> um we go to akihiro and dexter and the other human debris and uh then we get a flashback uh yes. of Orga, like freeing the human debris with the contract we just basically find out that like there's this contract that's proof of Maruda's ownership of the human debris, and yeah, basically they are just like slaves traded cheaply. As uh, is it Mikazuki who says that to uh, to to Aina later in the episode? Yeah, he he explains to her what yeah, yeah, human yeah. debris are, I believe. Um, and so basically, I uh, uh, Orga is uh, here's like, hey, don't you know what this means? And Orga's like, yeah, you're free, you can go wherever, but if you stay here, I will protect you. And then there's this. There's this shot, and I, if you want to look at what I'm talking about, specifically 847 in the episode, mm. there's this shot of, it's it's like straight down the middle, it, like straight down the middle is right between Akihiro and Orga, and Orga is like extending his hand, and like there's this dividing line between them where Akihiro is like entirely in shadow, because he's in like the, he's he's like, you know, standing in the shadow of like a, a cliff, and then the other end of that is... Uh, Orga, who is also mostly in shadow, but the one thing that's not is, like, the outstretched hand and, like, the right quarter of his body as, like, he's reaching out. And I just think it's a really, really good shot. It's 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 cinematography. that This shot this shot should be taught in every film studies course. Exactly. Ah, um... Like, we, it's good. Whenever we get... We get some very good Akihira moments as the show goes on, and, like, you know... The, the whole thing with human debris gets expanded on like there's 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 gonna be episodes on like their entire deal later on but like it is like you know it, it it's a gesture of goodwill right that like orga immediately is like all right like you guys can all leave like because you know effectively the reality of it is it's like child slavery slash indentured servitude where like 
you know, basically whoever owns the contract, like, basically owns the human debris. And that's why they have that, like, red stripe on their uh, on mm-hmm. their jackets. And essentially that's, like, you know, the mark of, like, yeah, they have even less, you know, like, rights and autonomy than the regular child soldiers do. So it's, like, you know, good on Orga for making his, like, first move being, like, all right, you guys are free. Like, yeah, go wherever. You can stay here and we will protect you if you want, but you can mm-hmm. go wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. Uh, with the next scene, they're sort of in the um, in the head office, and they everyone gets really fucking mad because well, well, Orcus. I just I just mm. want to I just say real quick, um, yeah. Akihiro, like back in the spaceport, like on their way to do to, to like get the will of to get the will of the wisp. Um, Akihiro is like, yeah, he like remembers what Orga says, like, yeah, let's set off a giant firework. And then he turns to the other the other human debris that are there, like, he's like, oh, get pumped up, you guys. And Dexter Colaster is like, we're just doing paperwork. Yeah, we're just going to the car dealership, you guys. Guys, we're just going to the fucking DMV. Can you chill? <laughs> we're going to the space DMV. <laughs> we're going to the space DMV. Oh, God. It's oh, yeah. good. <laughs> just a line around the block. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, like the space DMV is just like free a free floating building in space, like like. No, absolutely, like, but it it looks like a fucking DMV built in like the sixties or whatever. Yes, exactly. Like it's the DMV that Patty and Selma work at in Simpsons, yeah. just like floating free in space, <laughs> not attached to anything. And so, like, if there's a line, if there's like more than like twenty or so people in line, like they have to just wear a suit and like stand outside. Exactly. It's like a rope hanging out front that people have to hold on to <laughs> yeah. to yeah. hoist themselves back inside. Oh fuck, that's good. Um, but yeah, th- Commit- th- committing we- a mass homicide at the DMV with just a pair of scissors. <laughs> uh, the-, the next scene is the boys are they're getting really mad because they have to take a Orcus is taking a forty five percent cut uh, yeah. for this entire operation, but. The whole thing is, you know, they, as a brand new organization, not using the name of CGS or anything, have to essentially risk it for the biscuit, uh, no pun intended, and basically, like, you know, endure these, like, dog shit starting conditions. It's a real fucking, you know, uh, what, what like, uh, entry-level position requiring 10 years of experience, that level of right. shit they got to deal with here. They they started they started their Dark Souls run as a deprived. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'm... I'm going wretch in Elden Ring, and no one can stop me. God. When's that out again? It's out in, uh, as of recording, it's out in eight days. Jesus. I'm simply vibrating. That's so Do I have, like, space in my schedule for a new Soulsborne game? <clears throat> Sarah, the summer of gaming is upon us. Right, but, like, before that, I've got the spring of my final classes and free podcasts and jobs. Ma- maybe it'll be your reward. Sarah, Sarah get degree, Sarah get Elden Ring. Perhaps. Yeah. Surrogate degree, surrogate, surrogate degree, surrogate job, surrogate Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's the hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and of course, after they uh, complain about having to take this pay cut, Toto does his very obvious scheming of like, hey, I wouldn't bank it all on that future just yet, boy. Oh, yeah. I, I found the I found the post I was talking about, by the okay, way. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hit me. Uh, this is a Facebook message post from maybe 10 years ago. But you have to be my girlfriend, asterisk, Snickers nefariously, asterisk, slash, thinks to self, slash, man, if this works, I'll get this cute girl to be my girlfriend and I'll ride the cool roller coasters. Come on, luck be a lady tonight, asterisk, crosses fingers and gulps, asterisk, so, asterisk, adjusts collar and looks firmly, asterisk, what do you say to my proposal, asterisk, waits patiently, asterisk. 
forgot about that post. This is what, to- this is what Toto is doing. This is that's what he exactly. Like- yeah. Asters, man, if this works, I'll get to be the cool corporal and I'll get to ride the cool grazes. <laughs> I'll get to pilot the cool mobile suits. Come on. <laughs> Toto is the MF to kind of say, luck be a lady. Right. Fuck this guy. <sighs> um, let's see. What, but yeah, what, Toto, Toto uh, 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 when, they, when, when they find out it's going to be 45%, Eugene is like, Toto, are you taking a fucking kickback? And Toto's like, hey, if you, if you don't want me. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want me to do it, man, then I can do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Chuckles nefariously. <laughs> Chuckles nefariously. <laughs> um, we, 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 um, the next scene is another sort of like uh, window into Kudelia's character here because she's eating and she's like, she's with Fumitan. And, like, Mika yeah. sort of walks by and, like, notices, like, she's not really eating. And she's clearly in her head about things. And she has a flashback to when she talked to Noblis, who's the dude mm-hmm. who's funding her, essentially. Um, I cannot and- figure out what is up with Noblis based on these episodes. Like, the way that the way that Coral talks about him specifically is making me really scratch my head about the guy. Like, and I can't tell if this is, like, information being purposely obvious- obfuscated or if I just missed something about him. Because, <clears throat> like... The way the way Coral talks the way Coral talks about him. This is episode five. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the way Coral talks about him, like he sees he sees Noblis as like a potential monetary supply, despite the fact that he is clear that Noblis is currently clearly funding like not 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 Coral's direct opposition, but like the opposition to Coral, like like the opposition. Essentially, Noblis is Mac from It's Always Sunny playing both sides, so he always comes out on top. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. He's he's just like a, a sleazy ultra rich like investor essentially. I think he owns like a Martian arms company, something like that. Okay. Uh, so he's like it's, he, fucking... he's the um he's the fucking Northrop Grumman. Exactly. Yeah, he's Noblest Grumman. <laughs> Kudelia has canceled her her panel with Northrop Grumman for her comic books at Comic Con this year. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he essentially taunts Kudelia saying like, you know, you're going to build a name for yourself on the bodies of all those boys. So she's still really, you know, up in her head about like these boys trusting her and like throwing their life on the line for her. And like, he specifically, he he says it in like an extremely like, like a way that's very much supposed to be like, yeah, this is epic. Like, and I think he's leaning into it very much, but the way, the way he says, at least in the sub was the war goddess going to the jaws of death with the young braves will build an eternal paradise over their corpses. Yeah, <laughs> just like, can you write me the check, man? <laughs> right. I gotta go chop some cucumbers badly later. I'm on a bu- I'm on a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, we cut to um. I don't know why I said on Earth. G- Galileo and Miguel have landed on Mars now. They're just like in a truck together. On, on they're like driving one of those fucking like the hauler trucks you see in Death Stranding. It's like weirdly sort of like egg shaped, almost like a square yeah, egg. They- they look they look good dressed up, I gotta say. Yeah, no, they got these they two, got, these they got guys, a bit of trip. Two, I gotta say, these two men are nice to look at. Uh, they're very fun characters. They have very cool Gallarhor uniforms with the sashes. When they're not in uniform, they got they they got drip. It's it's like, you know, Gallarhorn may be a, a fascistic military organization, but I gotta say, <laughs> love the blowjob brothers. <laughs> the blowjob brothers look the blowjob brothers are a bit sexual with it, I must admit. <laughs> They're goaded with the sauce. Listen, I've I've met I've met a good number of lesbians that look identical to Baldwin, so like I'm not stretching too far. <laughs> um, 
we, we, of course, we get... of course, of course, he has purple hair and pronouns. <laughs> exactly. We get a little bit more uh, lore about Kudelia, where McGillis is mentioning that um, <clears throat> he's mentioning that like Kudelia is essentially negotiating directly with uh, these economic blocks to gain Martian independence, which is like the reason she has to go to Earth. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if he mentions it now or later, but like we learned that like she has a audience with. Um, uh, what the fuck is the guy's name? She basically, she essentially has an audience on Earth with the guy who runs Arbrow, like one of like the four big honchos. So like, that's the reason she has to go there to like talk with a guy and be like, hey, uh, don't you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's also, what she's gonna say. We also find out uh in this scene that uh uh so Baldwin is ca- mentions offhand that he's calling his sister Almeria tonight and that she wants mm-hmm. to see Fareed. And mm-hmm. I, he then says, our parents decided this, but your fiancé is only nine years old. And Fareed does not seem too jazzed about it for two reasons, which is one, that he is gay, and two, also does not want to marry a baby. So this is one of the most... Uh, it's yeah. bad. I'm like, so... I'm like, did I miss something here? Like, surely there's no way this is as bad as I ju- what I just read looks. It's... So, okay... Fareed McGillis, or McGillis Fareed, is engaged to be married to Gylio's nine-year-old sister. The whole thing is that, like, they're not going to get married until she's of age. And essentially, like, this is a political marriage to consolidate power between their two families. It's Twilight. She's, it's, she's, uh, she's do- he's doing Jacob from Twilight. It's Jacob from he's Twilight. Doing, they're doing underage Twilight. Um, Un- I mean, Twilight, <laughs> Twilight was, in Twilight, space. Twilight was also like what sixteen year olds. Yeah, they I mean, when I when I single say they're, they're doing twi- wait, 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 Max, do you not remember the part of Twilight? Do you remember how that? Do you, okay, are you familiar with how the love triangle of Twilight resolves? So, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Where okay, where, uh, okay. Jacob, where Jacob falls in love with the egg. brand new baby just out. Yes, <laughs> I think about that sometimes. It's just, a lot, but like the 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 whole thing is McGillis is like. He sort of views it like he's not, you know, again, like you said, he's not terribly jazzed, but at the same time, he's not resistant to the situation either. Right. Which, like the, the, the political, the political sway that it would give him, I'm sure, is much more tempting than the. It, it, right. Like definitely that the temptation of that definitely overrides the morality of I'm not going to fucking like, bro, I am like I am like 26 goddamn years old. I was. Mm hmm. It's bro, it, I, pay, I pay bills. I can I can rent a space car. I Without yeah. without a, without an older person, so like I pay rent. Yeah, I pay bills. Um, I pay bills. I have car insurance. Like beyond all that, though, Geico is aside from the lizard. <laughs> he just wants to play Pokemon creatures. She just wants to play Pokemon. Well, we've got that like, in common at least. Yeah, right. Um, but but yeah, it boils down to this whole thing fucking sucks, and I hate it. Yeah, and he does not like it. Yeah, I mean. He he does, he does he not does like it. I does not Baldwin. like it either. He does jokingly call Baldwin Big Brother here, though. He's... Yeah, that's like the best thing to come out of this whole <laughs> fucked up thing. Yeah. But regardless, they're driving. Um, and they're they're, they're driving like around the area where Tekadon is, right? And we cut to Mika has taken Kudelia, and he's with um Biscuit to uh Sakura's cornfield, which is uh Biscuit Cookie and Cracker's grandmother, and they're here to they're here to shuck. They're here to grab and shuck corns. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Um, we do. We get a cute little scene where Atra notices Mika's little boondoggle, and she's like, "Oh, it matches mine." It's it's gotta say, fucking love Atra. Yep. 
Hold on, sorry. I just I, I just tabbed over to P Got Chat and they're talking about Iron Blooded Orphans completely on just just because Elliot started talking about the per, the the purple haired internal affairs guy. <laughs> That's exactly how he described him to me too. <laughs> That's what he is. That's what he is. We're talking about him right now. We're talking about him right now. <laughs> Guy Leobodwin's in the room. Um, but yeah, they 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 find like the mark the they find the marks of the um they find like the marks of the battle that took place in the first episode. Yes, and they're like, oh, okay, so this is like because earlier in the episode they had been like decoding some data from mm-hmm. some intentionally junked up data that Coral had given them, and he when he gave it, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry about the file format, Professor. I must have messed something up and he did like the trick of like so like changing like opening the the file in a notebook and then changing one thing and making it unopenable yeah like i'm sorry sir that you couldn't open the file i'll have it to you as soon as possible and they're like no it was we we got to figure it out but um they they he can't account for a squadron that he he, he claims that he sent a company down to earth to tamp yeah. down the rebellion claiming that they were uh, venting their frustrations and not even doing mm-hmm. it in the vent channel, which is really just a bannable offense. Yeah, come on, we, we, we have organization for this purpose. The, the happy, the happy and mundane Mars will vent their anger, and <laughs> um, but then they're like, oh, okay, this is where that company went instead of where he very clearly lied to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Argyle says hi. Also, hi Argyle. <laughs> Lucia, Lucia also says hi. So we we but we get this we get the scene of uh of. Of uh, we we cut back to them at the at the ranch at the little yes. at the little uh the farm and Cordelia is like picking up some corn and she's like talking to Mikazuki about it and she's like you know when I'm out here touching grass I my mind is clear of Twitter discourse I don't even know what I <laughs> I don't even have to think about it I I can just I don't you know, even know who's trending right now right I don't even know <laughs> I my friends are talking to me about about shrimp corn about a, sh- a guy who found shrimp in his cereal. I don't know a thing about it. I've never been happier. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, it, it's but then, so relaxing. Yeah. And at, at, at one point, like Mika asks Kudelia because you know, like she she knows that this is how soccer makes her living. And he asks her, like, you know, how much do you think a corn costs? And yeah. she's like, one ear of corn? Oh, it costs like 200 gallars, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one ear of corn, Mikazuki. Corn. How much could it cost? Right. He does the fucking, he does the, yeah, he does the Bill Gates uh, pizza rolls. That's, that's 15 bucks. 50 gallars for a whole freaking bunch of corn for is highway robbery. Because it's, it's like a base, it's like a base organic material that can be used as fuel. Uh-huh. And so it's, you know, it's, it's not cheap. paid for. It's very cheap. Yeah. And... The, he says, like, to feed their family, to pay off a debt, they put their li- bodies on the line to live. Mm-hmm. And this is also when uh, Kudelia learns about uh, slavery, and she's like, damn, that shit sucks. Damn. <laughs> she's the one, she goes to, to Mars Twitter and posts her with a fucking piece of loosely that says, end slavery, as she smolders at the camera. Yeah. Um, Atra is watching Mikazuki and Kudelia talk, and Cookie and Cracker run up to her and like, oh, you're gonna lose your boyfriend if you don't... <laughs> <laughs> you're I gonna love lose it. I, your boy... I love them so much. The dynamic is so good. Um, Cookie and Cracker run off, and we hear, like, a car screech, and we hear them and scream, the and everyone clear, runs over. And when the dust clears, the twins are lying dead on the pavement. They, they, they truly are lying dead on the pavement. And, like, you know, Gaia gets out and looks, and Mika runs up and, like, he's in fucking beast mode. You can tell because his pupils are so tiny and like he like one hand lifts Gaia up and starts choking him out against the edge of the one-handed. car. One-handed! Like, 
this kid's fucked up. Like, like, and the thing is, like, it's a full arm. Like, not that it would be any easier if, like, he had a bend in. Like, not that it would be easy if he was doing it with a bend in his arm, but it would certainly be easier than a full arm extension holding someone up at, like, a 30, 40 degree angle by the throat. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of muscle mesh are you work? Like, even even assuming that, like, <clears throat> even in the world where, where, like, even in the world where Baldwin is, like, fucking live, string bean, is not fucking jacked to the nines like we know he is. Like, how? Bro, how are you this jacked? I know it's anime boy, but, like... <laughs> maybe, maybe Mars gravity's lower. I think it is. Uh, you <laughs> know, honestly, it. honestly, actually, that that could actually be... Well, I mean, that, that wouldn't really have enough... Well, no, yeah. Hmm. Well... I- <laughs> I don't I mean, claim to be a then, physicist like, then, about like, this. Because then, like, your muscles would, like, have atrophied different... Like, if this was on Earth, sure, but, like... Yeah. Because, like, your muscles would... If your muscles have atrophied... I'm not entirely sure. Something like that. Not atrophied, but it's, like, you know... You're you're doing chin-ups, and if you're doing, like, pull-ups, you're only lifting a fraction of mm-hmm. what your Earth weight would be, so your muscles yeah. are not going to get that big. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is yeah. he chokes Guile out and looks fucking badass until Sakura sort of snaps him out of it. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, McGillis is out and he's like, you know, apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Cooking Cracker are fine, by the way. They get yeah. up. Yeah, um, they're like, no, no, no. The car swerved to avoid us. And then Fareed steps out and apologizes. And I have to call myself out for this note that I left two days ago when I watched this episode, which was Fareed steps out to apologize. He's a bit sexual. He is a bit sexual. He looks kind of fucking cool. Um, Galileo's like still, you know, choking after Mika let go of him. So he like swings at Mika and Mika, you know, Nothing personnel kid and fucking dodges like it's nothing, which mm-hmm. is when they notice that he has three alive Vignana ports on the back yeah, of his alive neck. Yeah, alive Vignana ports. And then Galileo immediately proceeds to throw up because he's so, like, disgusted that anyone would have that done to them. Yeah. Not a good first impression. The Garma. Alive Vagina system. <laughs> the Alive Banana system. Banana! Banana! <laughs> There's a trillion different permutations. <laughs> right. Alive Vagina um, system. So true. Uh, uh, McGillis apologized to the girls by pulling out just like a bag of chocolates. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you should go see a doctor. If there's any outstanding charges, you can foot the bill to Gallahorn Mars Branch. Uh, ask for uh, F- McGillis Fareed. So it's just like, you know, big fucking money, big authority telling someone to go see a doctor. First of all, no way can any of these people afford a doctor. Like after just getting the talk of Kudelia not knowing how much a banana costs. Yeah, but it's just like it comes off like part patronizing of, you know, him not realizing how sort of high above them he is in status. But at the same time, it's like he's being, you know, at least he's being nice about it, I suppose. <laughs> right. It's 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 the I don't know. It's like on a much on a much larger scale. But to me, it's the same thing as like offering to like get, get your friend like get like if like <clears throat> buying your friend who works a nine to five at minimum wage and buying them lunch with a with like a, a company credit card. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I'll take it, but I still feel like I'm being patronized a little bit. Right. Yeah. Honestly, actually, that's a bit of a bad example, because if someone, like, was, like, I I know how companies chart their credit cards. They chart those receipts bad, and if someone was willing to risk that receipt check and just be like, oh, I had a big tummy that day, I wanted two big burgers. I was hungry. I wanted two burgers, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. boss. (laughs) (laughs) I would not feel patronized in that scenario, but it's it's No, okay, yeah, true, true, true. It's always always ethical, etc., etc. Right. Um, right. Always, always ethical to buy your friend's lunch with the company credit card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, the entire time this scene's happening, uh, Fumitan has, like, taken Kudelia and hidden her in the corn because she yeah, realizes yeah, yeah. that they're so the Gallarhorn. So the brothers don't get, don't get eyes on her. Yeah, exactly. And they never notice, but, you know, they, they end up driving off like it's fine. Right. Um, 
even though uh, Megillus is still because um, he because he asks Biscuit and Mika about you know you hear any battle lately. And Biscuit's like, oh, I, I think there was some live fire test somewhere over the mountain range. But McGillis is still very suspicious. And he's like, even knows that there's an organization called CGS that just changed their name to Tekadon. And he's like, oh, maybe that's not all that they're covering up with just a name change. So he's still very much onto everyone, but he's so playing it off as if not. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, um, uh, uh, we also, we cut to um, the, the renaming of the Will-O-The-Wisp, which is now uh, Isaribi. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I should have looked up what that like. Tra- what, if that translates to anything that I wouldn't know, but it means I swear I saw it meant something. Um, and I'm googling it right now, so I know it, fishing fire. Okay, I don't know if that's what they're going for. It probably means something else. That's a Vulcanian's type is fishing fire. <laughs> um. Okay. So 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 it, it's like <laughs> fire that you use at night to lure fish to catch. Oh, so, okay. okay sure. Sure. I'll 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 take it. It's it's a cool name. Yeah, Willow Wisp is pretty cool. Yeah. Dexter is still sad, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, unfortunate that Will of the Wisp is a is a cooler name to me. It is a cooler name to me as well. So can't win them all. Yeah. But what can you do? What um, can you do? Mikazuki and the gang roll back up to the roll back up to the uh, Tekadon base and see the epic pop hat that is Tekadon's logo. It's a flower. Yeah. But like, I just can't not see it as like the 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 cap of like a bishop piece in uh or not a bishop a like a queen or a king in mm-hmm. chess. Yeah, it does not look like a flower whatsoever. I must yeah. say. Uh, Orga turns to him and is like, "Mika, we're going to protect this." And then we cut to Toto doing a suspicious phone call and saying, "I'll show you a reminder of how terrifying adults can be." <laughs> Honestly, fuck this guy. Um, vibes. Next episode. Episode. <sighs> Next up. Next up. We have episode five. Beyond the Red Sky. As Tekadon prepare to leave Earth, Toto contacts Gallarhorn to inform them of the situation so he can come out on top. Unbeknownst to Toto, Coral and Orcus, Tekadon's guide to Earth, are also in cahoots against Tekadon. Atra joins Tekadon as their cook right before they leave for space, but when they leave the planet, they are attacked by Gyalarhorn. Anticipating this attack, Orga reveals that Mikazuki has been waiting inside Barbatos and begins to fight back. As the battle continues, the Isaribi arrives, and Akihiro gets in Krank's graze to aid Mikazuki in his fight. Ayn is in a rage and is soon backed up by Gyalio and Megillus, who are expert fighters. Tekadon is able to safely escape after Orga plans a slingshot maneuver around a mining asteroid, successfully escaping Gyalarhorn's trap. This is the battle episode! Eugene epic moments! Eugene epic moments. Eugene Poggers maneuvers. I, I enjoy how the last time we left Coral, he was like banging his head on a wall outside of um, uh, Farid and Baldwin's office. And then um, we cut this. We see him for the first time in this episode. And he's like banging his head on his desk in his own office. Yeah. <laughs> this guy can't catch a fucking break. Right. But then he gets a phone call from someone from Orcus who wants to talk to him about Kudelia. And we get like a really cool shot from like, because like a, an establishing shot for pretty much every time we've been in his office has been like a, a like a slow pan lengthwise across like the the floor window that he has in his office. Yeah, and it's so a, it's a cool we office. have a different angle this time of like from beneath, from under that floor window, looking at him smiling evilly as he gets some news. It's it's fucking it's rad. Yeah, I I just love that. I like it's a very cool. It, it's like you know it's a good juxtaposition between how dirty Mars is and how sort of like clean and spacious and like all these windows that Gjallarhorn has in their ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks neat. Um, Ein is still still in his head about Crank, mm-hmm. 
uh, and he wants to do something, and he finally gets the order that his he's no longer on standby, and he gets to fight finally. So he's very very jazzed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Mars. It's nighttime. Kudeli is like wandering around at night, and she sees the watchtower is like lit up. So she goes there, and she finds Mika, who's yep. just chilling. And and, and he uh, says, "It's it's." He says, "It seems you're fond of me, T boy swag, Wiki." <laughs> Uh, we finally learn what his fun little snack is. Well, I, we don't even uh, learn it here because we, we hear the name later when, because, right? We don't hear him say it. Oh, called, that's right. That's right. No, I'm sorry. Mars he just called, offers right? them to her here. Yeah, he just they're, offers they're, her them and one of them's a, one of them's nasty. He gets a, she gets an earwax birdie bots every flavored bean. Yeah. Oh, it was the vomit flavor, Mika. Gross. <laughs> I thought it was tutti fruity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad news, Cadell. You just earned yourself a chance in the be- in the extra bean challenge room. <laughs> the bean boozling of Cudelia Ina Bernstein. <laughs> the bean boozling of the coward Cudel- of Cudelia Ina Bernstein by the coward Cudelia Ina Bernstein. <laughs> Cudelia Ina Beanstein. Cudelia Ina Beanstein. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> oh, we do get we do get a uh, quote unquote deep lore here. Uh, because Mika Mika asks Kudelia, he's like, "Hey, am I gonna be able to see the moon from the Earth? I think I've read about it before." Uh, and she says, "Yeah," and he's excited because his he he tells her that his name means crescent moon. Mikazuki does mean crescent moon in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, she's wrong. We all know that uh, Piccolo destroyed the moon, so Gohan wouldn't transform into a Nozaru. But yeah, you know, she hasn't been on Earth in quite some time. I don't if if ever. So I'm really, forgiving really, her for not it, knowing that. You know, that was really considered Piccolo. Yeah, good for good for him. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's it's, it's I, mean, for Gohan. I think I think we all wish we had, we could have friends as supportive as that. <sighs> Every day of my life. <laughs> um... But but she does mention that like the moon was damaged in the calamity war and you can barely see it mm-hmm. from Earth, which is kind of an interesting idea. Like that's not really the moon is always very important in pretty much every Gundam series, so it's cool that th- there's like a throwaway of like yeah, moon's fucked. Yeah, the moon's moon's haunted. Don't care. Don't worry about it. <laughs> moon's not haunted anymore. We fucked that moon up real good. <laughs> the moon does not have enough left to be haunted. <laughs> we have successfully exercised the moon with explosives. <laughs> If I ever get possessed, um, this is how I want to be exercised also. Just with a big yeah. back of C4. <laughs> That'll just, do it. Just try, Yeah, just try it. Like, fuck it, man. Whatever. Who, who give a shit? Who, who uh, give a shit? <laughs> the next morning, Atra shows up. Uh, she has all her stuff with it's her. She's so like, cute. She like, she like runs in and is like so deterred. It's like, please let me be your chef. I quit my other job already. I, I want to work with Tekadon and Oregon. She's like so earnest about it. She's so cute. I love Ostra so fucking much. And everyone is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. Orga even's like, what do you think, Mika? And he's like, yeah, I like your food. Yeah, it's he, just he, it's so easy. No, it's not, it's not it's not even that. He like he like in the he in the most deadpan voice, completely disaffected face, just like, yeah, Ostra's cooking is the best in the world. <laughs> um and Orga's like, alright everyone, get get hype, we're going to fucking space, take it on first big mission, let's go. Like, let's do the fucking let's do a dance circle, just get everyone in the, you know, feeling it. And Toto is just like sitting in the corner and be like, Snickers evilly, this is your last supper. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate Toto so much. He sucks so bad. <sighs> Uh, oh why yeah, and this is the scene. Does he ha- I I know I believe I know I'm gonna ask this question so many times. Why does he have that mustache? I don't fucking know. I really like, wish. It's I mean, just like 
I mean, I'm like, I don't, I'm not like trying to complain that like, oh, a character like that doesn't deserve that mustache. It's just like, why is this here? It's it's baffling. Toto exists to just have people get mad at him. I'm convinced. Right. Uh, this also is a scene where we learn that Mikazuki's eating Mars plums. Yeah, or Mars, Mars f- palms, isn't it? Oh, I must have. You know what? I they did say palms. I thought I just misunderstood because the uh, dub on Crunchyroll doesn't have subtitles. So they're Mars. Palms. Yeah, no, it's it's Mars palms. It's uh, interesting. According to according to Reddit, it is the it, they seem to be a cultivar of the date palm plant that's grown on Mars. Okay, all right. Mika's getting his uh, whatever vitamins and minerals are in a date palm. It's probably yeah. good for a growing boy like him. I would yeah. eat one. Um, I just googled Mars palms, and there's just like it googles like, do you want to see pictures of Mikazuki? And I'm like, yes, I do. That's my now. <laughs> Always. Why would that's, you need to that's, ask? That's my special. Look. I'm fucking, I'm fucking, if you don't know this about me, I'm, like, fucking huge in real, like, I'm, like, six foot six, and, mm-hmm. um, I'm just imagining, like, me holding up Mikazuki, like, he's a stuffed animal, and be like, that's my little guy. This is my special boy. <laughs> this is my special little man. <sighs> oh, so good. Uh, we, we do get a, cor- a, a short scene of Orcus Skyping Coral this time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about how business is booming, and they affect effectively are also going to capture Kudelia. So Orcus is sort of, you know, double-crossing Tekadon here, siding with Gjallarhorn here. Uh, Coral's going to get Noblis's money for doing this. Very, very disrespectful. Very sad. Hate to see it. Yeah. Fuck Orcus. Um, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, my, my notions say Orcus is talking to Coral and says, and Orcus says, well, we could have done it. Well, it's political. Ah, never mind. Carry on, sir. <laughs> nevertheless. Ah, no, nevertheless. If it's political, uh, I'll step aside, sir. Yeah. Uh, Kudelia get fucking suit is, is the next Kudelia thing that happens. Kudelia looks so good in this. She looks so cute in her suit. Fucking fly, Kudelia. I love it. She looks she, good. As they as they take off in the shuttle, she she thinks to herself, "Wish me luck, mother, father." And I'm like, Kudelia, you don't want your father to wish you luck. He's the guy who got you into this whole situation in the first place. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Read the room on yourself, Kudelia. Oh, she looks nice though. Fumitana's there also. I like. I don't need to say Fumitan is there. I just I'm I'm fixated upon Fumitan. I like her. I love I like to, Fumitan I, I like so to good. Look at her. I figured she would join. Like I figured she would like start like doing things besides caring for Kudelia eventually. But I did not expect the angle at which she was going to join the crew. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I, I just like look at her and I'm like, oh, I feel like this is gonna be like a, like this is gonna be like a battle maid. Yeah, you you'd think, but like no, like she she's like in it. You know, she's bridge crew. It rules. Yeah, you, I would like, like I would yeah. I. I, I I would like to see her as a battle maid, but <laughs> give her a maid. I can't, I can't lie. Make get, her f- mobile suit Fumitan. Mobile suit Fumitan. Uh, so they go to space. They 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 see Orcus's ship. Um, and then as soon as they see it, they're like in like a little shuttle heading towards it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gjallarhorn suits fly out, and they surround the shuttle. And Toto freaks out and like you know pl- plays his hand, and he's like demanding to call Orcus. He's like, this wasn't part of the deal. And mm-hmm. then Eugene, like Eugene and Shiro, just like. Just fucking! I think they just like grab his head and slam it in the ground or something. Yeah, they do something. They like fuck Toto up. They like yeah, give him a black they're, eye. They they like definitely. We don't. I don't think we see him. He see him getting the shit beaten out of him because like he gets apprehended in one scene and then we cut away and then we cut back to him and like uh, Orga's like, oh, go put him in the closet. And he's like got a big like welt on his face. Mm-hmm. And there's this really funny thing of like, um, who's the guy who's not Eugene? Who's in Tekadon? That's I can't think of his name. It's not like Biscuit or Orga anyway. It's like she. Shiro, or Shiro. Sh- either Shiro or Shino, and I know who you're talking about with the orange hair and the earrings. I always forget which if he's a Shiro or Shino, um, but I know who you're I talking think, about. I think it's him, but we just see this, like, 
as like Kudelia enters the room, uh, we see uh, them like flying backwards out of frame at a very high speed. <laughs> Just like get this guy out of here. It's so good. Um, but yeah, they, they're they're they surround the shuttle and they demand the release of Kudelia. And of course, Kudelia wants to go along with it because she doesn't want to put anyone else in danger anymore. Mm-hmm. And Orga's like, uh-uh, 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 no way. We have our own plan. And mm. Biscuit gets on the little intercom and he tells Mika, it's time. Oh, let's fucking go. Yeah. The um the the gates on the back of the ship open up and uh the 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 mobile suit that's like currently tethered to the back is like, oh, that's a cheap trick because he's got a face full of smoke. But um then a big gun emerges from the smoke and blasts that uh blast that graze in the chest. And the so <clears throat> These suits are in the chest, right? Like the the the, the pilot yes, the cockpit, cockpit is, is in the up. chest. The, the, this guy got fucking point blank shot through the cockpit. Right. Okay. For for a brief moment, I thought this was. I, I thought I heard um, either Farid or Baldwin's voice coming out of this. So I was like, oh well, I guess Mikazaki should aim for the for where the cockpit is next time. Yeah. No. Nope. But uh, this, this but was no, the he, cockpit. This... He's listening. He's listening to friends at the table. He knows what the weak point. He knows what the weak point of a of a Gundam of a of a of a mobile suit is. Exactly. You think you you think it's a head. It's not always a head. Sometimes it's a head. Char likes to be in the head, but not most of the time. Right. Um. But yeah, like the, the they're they're being surrounded. Uh, Ayn and Coral are there. Coral is like uh, Coral straight up like demands the suit the the entire ship to be taken down before McGillis and Gailio show up. Like he's tired of all these loose ends. He's like, I ah, will just say she got killed in the battle. Whatever. Like she just yeah. wants everyone dead here. Yeah. He also uh wants he also wants uh McGillis and uh. What's what's Baldwin's first name again? Gailio. Gailio, thank you. He also wants McGillis and Gailio to like he if he wa- if he can engineer a scenario in which they die by accident, that would be epic for him. It would it would simply be a happy coincidence. But um, uh but uh but before he can before he can uh <clears throat> he he wants to do this so he can cut a deal with Noblis and uh but before he can do any of that, uh, Mikazuki manages to draw the mobile suits away and while this happens, Orcus is planning to sink the ship. But here comes Akihiro in his Boba Fett looking ship. Yeah, it's it is it, this is the uh, this is the Isaribi. Yeah, Isaribi. I like they're it. incoming. Um, I I they they like Toto, Toto turns to Orga and is like, wait, I thought we were gonna meet in orbit, and Orga's like, oh, bitch, you did think, huh? Mm-hmm. You thought, yeah. I let yeah. you believe. I let you believe. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> we have schemes too. We can do this. Right. Um, we got we got, but, we, got t- we got tricks. They kind of immediately cut to being on board the Isaribi in the bridge. I love how, like, dingy and shitty and grimy yes. this bridge is. Yes. Like, white base this is not. No, no. This is Millennium Falcon, baby. It is, yeah, honestly. It, it's, like, it's very lived in. It's very, like, they spent, they spent not low tech. They spent a thousand but... looking fly. Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I, uh, I rewatched, I do I like re-watched to... the original trilogy um, last week when Neve was here, and... Um, the entire time Lando Lando Calrissian was on screen, I was just thinking of the the Demi Adujuibe uh, uh, Lando rap, the Childish Gambino one. It's so good. It's so, always struggling case I got the blast. Jimmy Neutron. God, Demi's so fucking talented. Bone um, hard like a skeleton. <laughs> So we, I, I do like to see uh, we, we see Atra as yes. they get on the bridge and like she's never been zero G before so she like doesn't know like what to do she doesn't know how to move around it's very mm-hmm. cute I like these little touches yeah um, um and then uh, Morgan tells Akihiro to get in the other one get in that as he he get says get that. Yamagi to prepare that he says that. prepare that a lot in this episode mm-hmm. um, it's, it, it's very it's very Kamina Gurren Lagan yeah. it's like what's that 
uh, Biscuit says, hey, are we going to really fuck with the merchandise? And Orga's like, well, if we die, there was no, we can't really do business with this merchandise anyways, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Coral goes in for the kill on Mikazuki, but uh, gets stopped by Akihiro in Crank's Grays, and uh, Akihiro throws, like, the, the, what, what is this weapon that, what is this, like, what is the name of the weapon that Barbados has? It's, um... I, I just call it the club or the mace. Um, the th- I don't know if thing, it has the an thing actual. Is that, the thing is that's making it hard for me to like actually decide what to name it. Uh, what what it is is that like it it kind of looks like it's kind of like structured a bit like a lance where there's like a lot of it that is not like sharp. That is not like there's a very there's a long part of it that is just like slim and it, it's not mm-hmm. like a sword where like the handle is very small. It's like got that long staff like a spear or a, or, a, or a lance might. But then like. The tip of it is extremely long, much like a sword, not like a lance where like it co- it like uh-huh. has a point that you're aiming at, or like you know. Yeah, it's so the wiki it lo- classifies it. It looks, it. Like a, it looks like a dark knight great sword. It looks like a black knight great sword with like a a really really long hilt. Yeah, so so the the wiki says it's a mace. Um, I call it a pile bunker on the inside, but they just say it's a needle. Effectively, it's a mace that has like a puncturing tip that like can fire out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a double you know it, two in one. Uh, it's a fucking sick ass weapon, and the gunpla I have of it, like you can like extend the tip from the maze, which is very fun. That rules. Um, but so anyways, but, so anyways, Akira throws it up, and uh, and crawls like, <laughs> and then huh? uh, Mika catches it and like slams the point directly into Coral's chest. <laughs> bye, Coral. Bye, 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 honey. <laughs> Galarian Corsola is shaking. <laughs> Get his ass. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Ayn freaks out because, again, he, he like, knows the signature of the greys that uh, Akihiro's in is Crank's greys. Right, he can and tell from the waves off of the Ahab reactor. Yeah. And, um... Making waves. Ayn, Ayn rushes in uh, because he gets really mad about it. and But then, uh... But then Mikazuki is just fucking schmooving. Like, his dash dancing is unparalleled. His, like, his recovery to ledge is unbeatable. Mm-hmm. You cannot, like... These wave dashes are so clean. Look at that. Yeah, the, the Alaya Vinyana is, like, the fucked up waver that lets you wave dash so good. Yes, exactly! <laughs> it rules. The Alaya Vinyana's um, got the fucking snapback... Is the... The Alaya Vinyana's the one with, like, the snapback uh, adjuster and the... Exactly. <laughs> um, the and tactile in, in this Z, battle... The tactile Z button. <laughs> The, the, the gamer's choice. Um, but then, but then, uh, Gileo shows up in his suit, and it's it's purple like the other grazes we've seen this. We we because the grazes that we've seen this episode are the same, more or less the they're same. They're like as the, the regular grays. This is purple. a this is an upgrade. This is the Schwalb grays. Yeah, this is the Schwalb grays. It's got a, it's got a lance arm like Mega Man Battle Network has sometimes. Mm-hmm. It is a cool like uh, it has like pretty thick legs. It's it's like a space use one. It's like a lot of thrusters. It has like a cool um. Yeah, like like it's like this like pinching lance arm that can like fly off, and it has a cool sort of like visor. It's a fun little upgrade. I like it. It's like you it's don't bit, see it bit, much. It's a bit Bisharp with it. It is. A, it's quite Bisharp, Sarah. <laughs> We're so fucking Pokemon brained. It's it's all. It's truly just all I can fuck. I I did like seven <laughs> scrims today. My brain is just a, a, a running amok with Pokemon. A muck. That's a, a muck. Pokemon. That's a Pokemon. I love, I love, I love Alolan Luck. That's my friend. That, that thing is, that thing's fucker unlimited. I tell you what. It's so big. It's so bulky. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so <laughs> one, one type Luke. weakness. <sighs> um, we get. Back on, back on the, the Gallahorn ship, we see yes. Fury trying to identify Barbados and they find out it is a Gundam frame, which is from the Calamity War era. And we found out that machines with that name have appeared many times at historical turning points, which I love. Like, it makes it feel like something out of like, 
maybe not Arthurian legend, but like something like some some like mythical. It, it's like folklore, like, right? Like some mythical thing that just like transcends like cultures and stuff. It's just like this is something that has shown up when it has been needed, and mm-hmm. like I, 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 it's like ringing a very familiar bell to like something else, but I just cannot think of it. I I understand the vibes you're going for. It's cool, like, and every different series has a like, like every Gundam timeline. I mean, has a classification on what makes a Gundam a Gundam. Uh, funny enough, UC is the most loose with it because there's so many things that like aren't Gundams that technically are, and vice versa. And like in Gundam Wing, a Gundam is something made out of Gundarium. It's like the material it's made out of. In this, a Gundam is something is is like this frame made 300 years ago that has dual Ahab reactors that like resonate at a certain frequency though each of the 72 has like a unique individual signature that that's how you can like uh that, that's how you can tell which one it is so that's mm-hmm. how they know this one is Barbatos which is the eighth Gundam frame yeah. again Lesser Kia Solomon fucking beats ass it's very good um and McGillis mentions that the grazes can't really like lock on with it. They can't really use their targeting to help with it because of the way it moves. It doesn't move like a mobile suit. It moves like an animal because it's hooked up to a live Vinyana. I think all the Gundam frames yeah. are a live yeah. Vinyana suit. So it's like, and you can see the way Mika moves. Like, like you said, he's schmoovin'. He's dash dancing. He's, he's like He's got the, he's got the wave landing. Like, look at this man. He's like fat. He's like fucking platform dropping into Nair. Like, like, a- <laughs> Like up airing into rest, he like you cannot stop him. Mika's Mika's getting those zero deaths, no problem. Exactly, he's he's like four stock. He's doing the fucking the axe Pikachu one minute four stock to these guys. <laughs> that ain't Falco. That ain't fa- that ain't fucking Falco. Um, I, I I like um Farid sitting as Farid is sitting in his once Farid launches and once once McGillis Farid. Mm. I can't decide what I want to be calling him. Either or, people will get it. Yeah, true. Once, once, once McGillis uh, launches, he's just like sitting in his his cockpit, like doing the Garma hair twirl, which I really like. <laughs> like, there's a, it's very funny that he is like standing next to a purple boy, a purple haired boy at all times, and yet he is the one doing the hair twirl. It's it's stolen valor, and he's just like, oh damn, our aiming system is fine. Mikazuki is just goaded with the sauce. Truly, um, and he at, at this, this point, the, though, he deduces mm. this, he, he deduces this is the Eli banana, banana. <laughs> Um, but at this point, he also, Orga, uh, he, yeah, he, he also notes that the the nano lamina of the thrusters is worn out, uh, which is like yeah. the, the protective coating, and so Farid blasts that shit, and mm-hmm. um, then we cut back to the 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 era Isaribi era, Isaribi, thank you. We cut back to the Isaribi, and Orga's like, "Can we use that?" And he points to a, like an asteroid. He points to an asteroid that's like dead ahead of them in space. And they're gonna slingshot themselves using a cable and a mobile worker, mm-hmm. and it's epic. Um, it, Orga, Orga or- oh, wants on. to be the f- Orga wants to be the first, like the person to do it. He's the one in charge, and Gene's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna do it. You're the guy in charge. You gotta pilot the ship. You I'm not gonna let you hog cool. all the glory. I gotta it's you, so you gotta sit here and look cool. The, the moments between the the moments, but these are such homosexual moments between them where they're like. This is the these these two are the in the the party rockers are in the house tonight. It's party rock is then they start kissing and then they make out <laughs> exactly like, because like I uh, and then Orga turns to him and gives him a smirk. He's like, "Fine, I'll let you hog the limelight." It's so gay. It's so good. Um the 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 Isaribi launches its grappling hook and uh Eugene in the in his mobile worker rides rides that cable out and rams the asteroid propelling it forward and pulling the Isaribi with it. Um 
He uses the explosive charge that he planted when ramming it to try. He tries to explode that to dislodge the grappling hook, but it fails. Mm-hmm. And the company, the 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 Isaribi almost gets launched into the asteroid itself. But then Eugene does a cool flip in the mobile worker, launches an O2, what I would assume is like an O2 tank or something, onto yeah. where the wire is stuck and explodes it with his gun, and uh, mm-hmm. that frees the ship. And and of course the the, the show's main theme plays while this happens, which is yes. how you know it's a badass moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, Isaribi completely crunches into Orcus's ship uh, and then blinds them with a flash bomb on their way out, also blinding the Gallarhorn guys. Mm-hmm. It rules. Yeah. Like, b- before Mika, like, grabs on to, like, one of the fins of the Isaribi to escape, uh, Gaile was, like, trying to pull him down into the gravity well, uh, but, you know, he's, like, resisting it. And they get on the radio and they recognize each other's voices and Mika only knows uh, Megillus as Chocolate Man. Yeah, the Chocolate Man. But, you know, they... <laughs> They still recognize each other. Um, and, like, I just... Just this fucking word salad sentence of Mika saying, I see, the blue grays is chocolate man. Like, that's the fucking sleeper agent activation phrase if ever I heard one. That's the... That's my... That, that's not my... That's not my Winter Soldier activation phrase. That It's have, someone's, As, as I've established on Twitter, my Winter Soldier activation phrase is all of the English words in the Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood OP3 Golden Time Lover. By yeah. the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Pressure days, pressure, et cetera, pressure, et cetera. Ga- pressure game, borderline, poker face, target, pride, closer, <laughs> golden time. <laughs> golden time. The, the extended version does have an English, in one of the, they, they have a different chorus for the, the second chorus is different in the extended mm-hmm. version. And um one of the English phrases slash words that they use in that is clap your hand. And I'm like, damn, I think I will. <laughs> it's my choice. My choice. I will clap my hand. Thank you. Sukumi, thank you. Sukumi yeah. Switch. Uh, speaking of clapping hands. When everyone's back on Isaribi, uh, there's like a very quick tense moment as like they open up the mill worker and find Eugene there. Well, but then we, like we, we didn't you... talk about we didn't talk about Mikazuki like get, giving them the slip, right? Like because he like oh Barbie, yeah, Barbados's he... thrusters start giving a little bit, and so Mikazuki uh-huh. just hops onto the fin of the Isaribi that's passing by, and uh, just like a it's it, it's a cool shot. Like they're just like looking at uh the uh, um uh Megillus and Galio are looking at. Barbados from above, and then the Isaribi flies over it, and then he's gone, and then uh, Barbados is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it's a it's it's fun because like the camera doesn't even pan, it's just like bye. Um, bye. But yeah, we we get that really nice shot of Orga and Eugene like clasping hands as Orga pulls him out of the mobile worker. So it's like it's like that mutual respect, and then you know right, well, we don't see. <laughs> Eugene walked out and said, I need a brother check-in. And he, like, posted, he posted that <laughs> image of, like, fucking Luffy and Ace shaking hands with their cocks out. <laughs> yeah, what we don't see is Orga and Eugene immediately, like, find the nearest service closet and explore each other's bodies. Right. Um, Hold on, in the I, last need to, bit I need to find of... the brother check-in image. I just, I just need to look at it. <laughs> um, the last bit of the episode is Gjallarhorn back on, like, the Ares base. Um, they send it to Coral, but Coral's fucking dead, so McGillis is the one who receives it. It's just like a fucking box <laughs> that they sent Toto in, right. and on his tummy they wrote, this one looks like one of yours, so you deal with him. And McGillis just, like, cackles maniacally at this. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just found the image, the, the brother check-in image. <laughs> Orgo opened up the cockpit it's and so said, good. I am doing a brother check-in, showing support for one another. I need six men to post, not share this message to show you are always there, so I need to talk. Let's go, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good image. <laughs> I can't look away. <laughs> yeah, right? Ace's giant cock is hypnotizing. 
it, 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 it giant is an understatement here. It's like as thick as his thigh. Right? His balls are so big. <laughs> oh my god. He's lightheaded. <laughs> That's episode though. It was good. Yeah, I like battles. You know, episode, Eugene gets his big dick out and shakes shakes Orga's hand. <laughs> Let's go, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go, gentlemen. <sighs> you want to tell us about that uh, episode, episode six? three? Yeah, uh, episode six. As for them. After escaping the fight, both Gellerhorn and Tekadon find out slash discuss some more information about Barbados. Fumatama is brought onto the crew as a communication specialist as they all brainstorm where to go for their guide next, as Orcus turned out to be a lying piece of shit and they obviously still can't go with Gellerhorn. They eventually end uh, land on they eventually land on going with the group Taiwaz, uh, a mafia adjacent slash mop just whole ass mafia company. They don't really have any inroads in. They start they struggle with the arduous nature of their mission, but eventually decide that the only way out is through. Ein requests, also, uh, on the Gellerhorn side, Ein requests to join the Blowjob Brothers as Chase Force, and also Kudelia gives reading and writing lessons to all the little kids. Yeah. Not a, not a, whole, lot, not a whole lot of action in this one, just just chilling. Mm. Honestly, though, I love that. The, Ibo, why the fuck did I say it like Ibo? that? Ibo? Ibo. Ibo, you know, Ibo. from Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, <laughs> Ibo does a really good job of, like, breaking up the mobile suit fights with, like, episodes where people just, like, chill and talk. And, like, you know, it's it's good breathing room. It's good change of pace. It's good, um, I'll say Mar- Mario Kata. Good job with the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, we, we, we do see as the episode very begins, Maruba is, like, on a different ship who's, like, pissed as fuck. He's like, that's my ship! Where are they going? Uh, we don't really, like, know where he is. Uh, we just, like, see, like, the silhouette of, like, some dude with long hair. Um, mm. But, like, Maruba's, like, alive and well, and he's still very, very mad that these unruly boys took over his entire fucking company. Cry harder, old man. Yeah. Um. And the... Uh, 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 yeah, we, we just... We see, we see Jake Marshall from Ace Attorney, the bottom half of his face. He's been in the OP mm-hmm. a lot. I, I've seen this man. I know this is... I know this is yeah. the, the cowboy detective who... Uh, is friends with Lana Scott. No, is he friends with Lana? No, he, he hates Lana. Yeah, Lana died. Emma, Emma investigates yes, he him. Hates Emma. Well, yeah. Emma, yeah. right. Um, it's wait. been a long fucking time since I played. Wait, who's in Emma's case sister? Five of What's Attorney? Emma's sister's name? Lana. Lana. Okay, yes. All right. Yeah, Lana's the one. We got we to gotta get Elliot on here. <laughs> Lana didn't die. Didn't she? No, Lana killed someone. Oh, that's right. Well, she was. It framed. was the other guy. It was like the, the the weird detective with like the white suit that died, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruce Goodman. Why do I remember Bruce that? Goodman. What the fuck, Bruce Goodman? Bruce, what that? That's like a very understated Ace Attorney name, but it's still right. fucking great. Like the like honest, honest to goodness, my favorite Ace Attorney is my favorite Ace Attorney name is um Wanda. What what the fuck's her name? The redhead, Wanda. Um, Lala Hart. Yes, Lotta Hart. Why did I think her name was Wanda? Lotta Hart. I love Lotta Hart so much. She she's nice. She's very brash. Yeah. I like her. T- doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. Um So we're 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 mer- we learned that um let's see. Yeah, we get we get some lore about Barbados that uh yes. the Calamity War was three hundred ish years ago on Earth, and a bunch of mobile suits that could have destroyed the Earth got into a bunch of fights. And mm-hmm. we also learned that there were uh Barbados is one of the seventy two machines called Gundam. And the yeah, we learned about the machines having two Ahab reactors. We also find out that the, the Elia Banana system was developed in the Calamity War to help with mobile suit control, which led to, which, you know, let pilots be as nutty with it as Mikazuki has been with Barbados. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's cool. You know, it's fucked up. It's like we had, you know, desperate times. We made some fucked up technology that won the war. But at what cost? Yeah. Oh. Um, Atra talks to Mika afterwards about fighting and, you know, asks if he's afraid. And he's like, I could die, but, you know. It'll be, or, or, I'm sorry. She says he could die yeah, if he's says, not careful. He says, it'll be okay. I have this. And points to his little lucky charm. And this is this is such a cute moment. It also made me write down in my notes that Atra is definitely not going to be alive from ten in ten to fifteen episodes from now. I'm so <laughs> worried about her. That's the that's the wonder of IBO of just like looking at the entire cast and like the show does a good job of it. It doesn't tell like you know it'll it'll simultaneously telegraph that everyone could die, but not giving away who will die. Right. No one's like, oh, I'm two days away. Oh, I'm two days away from retire. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, uh, what's his name? Yakima the mechanic yuki nojo yuki nojo thank you uh absolutely gonna die he's the only old fuck that's around like, i'm I'm, I'm, t- I'm i'm typing pencil emoji in my head <laughs> i'm just i'm so concerned every time a cute moment happens i'm like oh i can't uh to, to peel back the curtain <laughs> a little bit um i did early on just like google like kudelia's name just to, like make sure that i was talking about the right person and one of the questions i saw was um this this might be spoilers for the whole series but um the the one of the questions that I saw was do Kudel, did Kudelia and Mika get married? Which is making me think. Which is I'm thinking because that was a popular question that was suggested to me. I think that means that those two survive, and also makes me really worried about one of Orga or Mika have to die. And I'm really concerned about the fact that I saw that question that was like, what well, did did Mika get married after the events of Mobile Suit of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans? <laughs> he marries his Gundam. <laughs> he marries Orga. <laughs> love wins finally god um so um, Tekadon's having a meeting they need to find a new bat they need to find a new guide and also someone to watch their backs on Mars because mm-hmm. they've taken pretty much most if not all of the combat of like capable people so if anyone wanted to attack Tekadon's base they would it would just be like a bunch of little kids holding there's just there's just some fucking like, babies over there it's of, not great just a bunch of fun just like a bunch of fucking Vincent adult mans over there <laughs> we um uh, Orga is like, we should go to Taiwaz, which is a conglomerate that's based on the Jupiter sphere. They also might be mafia. Mm-hmm. And per- uh, perhaps they are like the Japanese Yakuza, who could say? Yeah, impossible to say. Um, uh, Biscuit is, uh, it might be Biscuit. Someone is like against this idea, but Orga is like, we can't go home. We can't go to yeah, Mars. Yeah, we're, we're in it to win it. Like, we got nowhere to go, so I guess we'll, we gotta go to Jupiter and figure out how to negotiate. We can't, Or we can't we go gotta, to Earth we and we can't go back to Mars. We gotta go to Jupiter. We gotta now. get more stupider. Um, <clears throat> Fumaton does, like, some tech shit on her computer. It's this rules. Like, it's this scene, rules. It's the scene from 999 when, like, Lotus hops in front of the computer and we get that the, the CG of Junpei just staring at her boobs while she types. Yeah. <laughs> She she explains that Gjallarhorn has this whole like information communication network called Ariadne. Ariadne. It's like a spider web. Do you yep. get it? I get. Um, I, I got that one. Yeah, and it, it basically links all of their way stations all around the solar system. Um, and she basically explains like, yeah, we can use it. It's all encrypted, so no one can track us that we're using it, and we can use this to communicate. And also, I'm going to be the comms officer now, and I'm just saluting and saying, yes, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. God, I lo- I really just. <sighs> Fumiton rules. I love Fumiton character. I feel like every time I see a character I like, I just point at them and say, character design in the lab for me to like. But, like, character design in the lab for me to like. Mm-hmm. So true. I like her. Uh, She's nice. Mika, Mika and Atra and Kudelia are lunch delivery gang. They they, they turn on their fucking um, DoorDash app. Yes. And they tr- 
travel all over Isaribi delivering lunch. We have you know uh, little well, character well, vignettes. So, uh, well, while they're going, while they're delivering, while they're about to go deliver lunches, they run into Cadelia who just left the meeting, and Cadelia's like, "Hey, Mika, why weren't you in that meeting?" And Mika is just like that that the the Bengals kicker who watched the halftime show instead of like going into the locker room to listen to what the coach had to say <laughs> because she's like, "I just want to watch Eminem perform. Lose yourself. I don't. I don't really have a mind for strategy." Yeah, I, I just want to think about mom's spaghetti. He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I don't I wouldn't understand it anyway. It's fine. I just listen, I need to see I need to see Dre. I need to hear California love with my own two ears. Um but like listen, if Mika needs me to kill, I'll kill. I don't need to know about the strategy. I don't need to know about this politics, this overarching mm-hmm. strategy. I he doesn't look at him, he's a nice boy. Yeah. Uh so we 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 deliver Akihira's lunch first, and all Akihira says is that he wants to train in the simulator with Mika later. Uh, simulator school. We'll, we'll see that more. We also saw the, the baby show, children like, who are like working on rearranging one of the rooms. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they do mention I like Atra didn't even realize until now. I think that they're taking Kudelia to Earth because Atra's like, "We're going to Earth. Fuck, my clothes aren't cool enough for Earth." Right. The, the fact that Atra just didn't know about going to Earth. <laughs> um, because <laughs> because this this, this entire conversation is like, uh, I I I. <laughs> Mikazuki's like, why are you going to Earth anyways? And Atra's like, we're going to Earth! I don't want to eat a pumpkin! I don't have any Abercrombie and Fitch to wear! God damn it! No! Oh, poor Atra. <laughs> I left my Jinkos at home. I left my drip at home! <laughs> um, th- oh, yeah, th- th- this is um when uh, Kuteli explains to the kids and everyone else that like mm-hmm. she's negotiating with Arbrow. And the leader of Arbrow agreed to have talks on this, so mm-hmm. you know she's doing this to get true yeah, economic independence. A- after the um, after the calamity war, four economic blocks were created. Uh, yes. uh, after the end of the war, and similarly to uh, the spheres of power uh, division uh, that happened in the aftermath of World War One, Two, One, uh, one of the World Wars think, had a, had a major yeah. division of power of, of some of these countries, and we're just like, yeah, okay, we want a war, so now we own you. Um, and so yeah. the, the outer spheres like Mars and Jupiter were divided among these blocks. Yeah. Uh, I, and specifically, we see a map as this happens. Uh, and Arbrow is essentially in charge of like Canada and Russia and like bits of Northern Europe, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's the Franco, it's the Franco Russo, uh, are it's, well, not Franco, Frank, that would be France. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, it's the, uh, the Russo Canadian division. <laughs> the Russo-Canadian alliance, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like Otter does, Otter like claps after she gives this whole she speech, and like no one claps. else really gets it's it. So cute. She cares her, and I care her too. Um, as as they're delivering lunch to the mechanics, uh, we, Mikazuki says, "What's up, I'm Mikazuki? I'm 19, and I never fucking learned how to read." And yeah. <laughs> is like, "Wait, how do you drive that robot without being able to read?" And Mikazuki's like, oh, "I don't, crank. I don't fucking need to know what a letter is to kick good." Yeah, exactly. Like. Hold on. Craig join. Oh, Craig Craig said I'm out? Craig's like, I don't know how to read either. Fuck this. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, um, but yeah, essentially, like, Kudelia is going to teach people how to read, and Atra's going to help. Yeah. It's nice. She, it's she, like, she initially offers it to Mikazuki, but then uh, a bunch of the kids are like, Miss Kudelia, Miss Kudelia, will you show us? Mm-hmm. Um, Please, we get the opposite it. title, and then when we come back from that the, from the episode title screen, um, Orga's just like looking at some Taiwa's information. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fumatan asks him if he needs help, and he's just like, "Uh, I got to bounce. You chill here for a bit." And he's yeah. like, she's like well, "Yeah, okay." She, um, she kind of like stares at the screen he was looking at, like sort of suspiciously. But again, she like realizes that he's trying to contact the fucking yakuza, so she yeah. has a right to be suspicious, I suppose. Yeah. Um. 
<clears throat> we cut to some old fuck who's huffing a stogie and saying R.I.P. Yeah, Bo- that, that, that's oh, noblest, he's doing, who cares? He's doing, he's doing R.I.P. Bozo pack watch about Coral. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Mets, love the Mets. Let's that's go. noblest. Um, oh, that is noblest. Okay, yeah, of... I hadn't seen noblest outside of the sauna. Yeah, yeah, so he's in his office, and he's like kind of like bemused, thinking about how Tekadon is more competent than CGS at uh, taking care of Kudelia. Here's, here's, but... here's, here's Noblest talking about, Mart, about uh, Coral. Yeah. God. <laughs> I can't um, believe, I'm th- I think about this gif at all fucking time. <laughs> it's just the, yeah, this, um, the ESPN sports uh, guy just smoking a fat fucking cigar. And, <laughs> rest in, in peace, you won't be missed. <laughs> rest in peace, you won't be missed. Bo- rip Bozo. <laughs> rip Bozo. <laughs> Uh, next up is, is like you mentioned the episode summary. This is when Ayn asked to be uh, join the uh, the Blowjob Brothers attack attack force. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. Like, and 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 after um, you know, he he asked Miguel as a favor to join the pursuit force. And Miguel's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, and he he runs off, and Miguel even thinks to himself, Gundam, huh? Like, all right, Snake, calm down. Oh, Gundam. He says it in a very similar cadence to like McGillis has a different voice than I would have imagined to have on the dub. It's a little like. Like, uh, not raspier, but, like, it's, it's a little bit more nasally than I would expect from McGillis. So he does get a little David Hatery sometimes. It's, it's, it's Ash Pokemon staring at the ceiling and saying, Pokemon. Pokemon. So true. Uh, um, my next we, note we is have, Mika get, get like iPad. A, we get, like, a long uh, scene of the of Mikazuki and Takaki and a couple of the kids learning, reading, right? Well, Mika get writing. iPad. Mikazuki is not very good at writing because he spells his name Mikasu Mikasu backwards K E, but it's it's so mm-hmm. cute. It it it's it's comedy. It's so nice. And like one of the kids is like all up, you know, feeling himself. He's like, oh, I wrote my name and you can't. And you pilot the Gundam and I'm not even anyone. Like, and Takaki like is like, hey, fuck you. Like Takaki Takaki is like on it after this because he's like um we we learn Takaki's like the oldest of the young kids as it were like he's the one in charge of all of like the younger part of Tekadon. so he's the one who's like has to be the sort of like mentor uh uh example for them it's nice mm-hmm. i like takaki a lot he's fun yeah me too um <clears throat> i liked them better when i thought they were a girl but you know what they still can be alas they still can be give it, yeah. give it a couple of years <laughs> if they make it uh <laughs> uh orga meets with biscuit uh who's like hey orga this plant fucking sucks dude i don't want to meet with a yakuza we don't know anyone there and you're just gonna waltz in and orga's like yeah what other option do we have like there's Mm -hmm. there's and orga explains that like his he's being watched by mikazuki and feels like he has no way but forwards and this is so fucking gay like he says mika's eyes ask me what are we doing next what do you want what do you want me to do orga what exciting thing will you show me next i can't betray those eyes I, 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 in his eyes, I must always be the boldest. I have to be the coolest Orga Itzka. And it's so mm-hmm. gay. Like, the, the entire time Orga's talking, we see, like, like overlaid Mika's just intense eyes, like a, like a, and, like, just his face darkened, staring into the camera. And I'm just like, damn, Orga, I think you're in love with Mikazuki. Yeah, you are in love. Palisades. You are in love. Taylor Swift song. You are in love. Palisades, Palisades. That too. Um, um, and, like, Mika meets with Orga later. Like they kind of run into each other on the ship after Orga talks with Biscuit about all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Orga asks him, cause Orga like saw Mika in the room where he's like learning how to read and write. And you know, Orga asks Mika why he's doing that. 
And Mika just says he wants to run a farm one day. He wants to learn about vegetables and work wants, on mobile suits and like he wants to read, read books and study vegetables. He wants to run a farm like Biscuit's grandma. And I'm like just fucking crying over this. It's oh, <laughs> it's so good. And like once again, it's like Orga is like redoubled of like I need to like keep up with this fucking wonder kid. Oh my god, I'm out of my depth. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Both of them look at each other and like, hey, bud, you look a little tired. Um and. Uh, we'll just keep, and then Orga says, we'll just keep going to the bitter end, right? We finally found our place. Our um, place. We get to Cudelia, who's looking at the AV system on one of the kids' back while she's teaching them. And the kid's mm-hmm. like, isn't it epic? I can do so much hard work with this. I, it hurt a little bit, but maybe I'll have it done again. This is not epic. This is not epic. This is not epic. <laughs> base, hello, base department. I have some troubling news. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, she's just like, you know, taking it back at his, like, barbarity essentially yeah but you know the kid thinks it's fucking badass this is the reality for them maybe not good yeah um orga and mikazuki do a little handshake and orga says i am who i am let's make tekadon big and then an alarm klaxon goes off another ship has sent a stop signal and maruba shows up on the fucking like main screen turn on <laughs> all your all your ship are belong to me please send the willow is back i need it he's like just demanding it back and like the episode ends with that shocking hey maruba's here Let's kick his ass now. Yeah, Marva Marva shows him, give me that shit. (laughs) Mine. Not yours, mine. Mine. I own that. Uh, that's episodes. That's episodes. It's, uh, it's progressing. We're going to get some cool stuff. Next episode's called Wailing, I believe, which will be fun. I'm excited. We're getting Um, into the shit. I can't wait. I want to say the next set of episodes is when Gundam, it will give you its take on polyamory. Okay. Yeah. So we'll ha- we'll certainly I'm, have a I'm lot to discuss. I'm terrified of this. We'll 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 see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max. I mean. Oh, go on. Yes. No, no. Where are you going? I was just going to ask what the robot of the week is. Well, hold. B- before that. Okay. I have a little. I have a little segment we can do. Sure. Uh, this is something I stole from Dan from Pot of Greed because sometimes it's fun to just talk about voice actors and learn what the fuck else. Yes. Been yes, in. yes. So it is time now for a Beyond Tune World. Hell yeah. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Tune Are you going to be hitting me with the English or the Japanese voice actor? So I will be hitting you with the English. Um, if you if you look through the Japanese and you find someone you want to talk about, by all means, bring the heat. Um, but, like, you know, each week we can, like, highlight one of the different voice actors. And I want to highlight the only one that I actually knew was an English voice actor going in, which is Johnny Young Bosch, who's mm-hmm. the voice of Orca. So a little bit of, of background here. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, born January 6, 1976 in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, his first role was in 1994 as Adam Park, the Black Power Ranger. And this is a fucked up little fact. Saban made him change his stage name to Yong, which is part of his mother's name, because Saban wanted his credit name to seem more Asian. Oh, okay. Thanks, Saban. What the fuck? Um, but he kept it, and you know, he he later became the Green Ranger, and he, I think he cameoed in like future uh Power Ranger series. He was like, you know, I mean, the Black Ranger was like the fucking coolest guy in the world back in the day. <laughs> sorry, good. I'm um, just, sorry, I'm just laughing at uh, a thing that I found out about Mikazuki's Japanese voice. Go on, you fin- finish your finish your end. But I've got a couple of fun things for Mikazuki's voice actor. Okay. Um. So, well, I I wrote down like every notable thing. So here's the thing. Sometimes I'll I'll find a voice actor on BehindTheVoiceActors.com, my favorite website. Um. And like they'll just Johnny Lambosh is I think six in the world when I checked him. So he has like, a lot of notable roles. That and sounds like, right. I, I you know I'll, I'll write down a good amount of like 
anime that you or I or the audience would recognize. So mm. <clears throat> this isn't going in uh, dub order. This is going in like the order they were released in. Sure. So he he, he wasn't active in 1989, but he did dub uh, Kaneda in 1989's Akira. Good for him. Like he's done a lot. So let's see. Uh, and again, the years are the years the show came out, not the years he dubbed them. 1995, Sailor Moon. He was Artemis, the white cat. Who's Sailor Venus's cat? Yeah. Um, 1997, Neon Genesis Evangelion. He's Toji Suzuhara. Toji? What? He's Toji. Isn't that fucked up? Fucking love Toji. Way. Toji rules. Make sure it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) That's John Young Bosch. Um, 2000's Trigun. He's Vash the Stampede. Hell yeah. Um, I will always highlight other Gundam roles that people have been in. In 2004 in Gundam Seed, he was Dirka Elsman, who I think also shows up in Seed Destiny. Uh, here that series is bad. Can't wait. Uh, 2004's One Piece, he's Sabo. In 2004's Paranoia Agent, he's Yuichi Tara. Okay. Uh, let's see. 2005, what, sh- oh, what fucking show? I didn't even write down what show this was. Um... In oh Naruto, of course, 2005's Naruto. He was Genma Shiranui. 2005's um, Naruto. 2005's Naruto. In 2006, Eureka Seven. He was Zenton, or I'm sorry, Renton Thurston. Uh, 2006 Bleach. He was uh, a little guy known as Ichigo. Okay. He, he, he was Ichigo Bleach. Um, in 2006's Bo 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 Bo, he's a character called Bo Jiggler. Hell yeah! I don't Bo like Jiggler. it. No, I love I love the name Bojangler. Are you kidding? That's some shit you buy at Bojangles. <laughs> Hell yeah. In uh, 2006 Dot Hack GU games, he was Kuhn. Uh in 2007's Warriors Orochi in like every fucking like the Sengoku Basara games, every one of those Warriors type games, he was uh Sanada Yukimura, who's a real Japanese warlord. But, you know, he's animefied. We love it. Um Starting in 2008, Devil May Cry 4, and in 5 in the future games, he's Nero. Hell yeah. I love Nero and his cool fucking Mega Man arm. It's epic. Uh, 2008's Code Geass, he's Lelouch. Oh, yeah, John, yeah Johnny Young Bosch has just fucking done it all. He's done it all in 2008's Gurren Lagan. he was Rosu. Uh, let's see. Hey, this is, this, I didn't realize this, 2008's a little game called Persona 4. He was both the main character, you, and Adachi. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. That. It's it's quite funny. I mean, I guess you doesn't really have lines per se. So no, he just says sure. persona, persona in Orca's voice in 2009's Dissidia Final Fantasy and all the future Final Fantasy games featuring beloved <laughs> protagonists of Final Fantasy two. Uh, he was Furion, who's the main boy of Final Fantasy two. In 2009's Naruto Shippuden, he was Sasori. Starting in 2010 with the inter- introduction of Yang in Street Fighter four. I mean, he was, like I said, he's Yang. He's Yang in all the future Street Fighters that Yang shows up in. I don't even know if Yang shows up in that much. No, Yang was, Yang was, um, Yang was a, Yang was like a third strike edition. I think he went with his, okay. his uh, brother whose name I can't, I don't think it's like, is it actually just Yang? It, is that just like Yin and Yang? It's not that. Um, fucking... I don't think so. I mean, Street Fighter does some weird shit with the names, but I don't know if they've gone like that. Yoon. Um, Yoon. It's Yoon. Yoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 2011, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and later in Infinite, he's Zero from Mega Man. Hell yeah. Uh, 2013's Blue Exorcist, he was Yukio Okumura. In 2013's Pokemon Origins, he's Brock, which is like the, um, the Pokemon Red sort of OVA thing they made. Hell yeah. That was fun. Uh, 2014's Danganronpa 2, he was Hajime Hinata. Yeah, that sounds right. 
Uh, this one's fucking wild. 2015, little show called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He was Jonathan Joestar. Jonathan Joestar, my favorite. Mr. Joestar. Mr. Uh, 2015's, 2015's Yokai Watch. He's Nate Adams, who's just the main character of Yokai Watch. That's a fun little game. Very weird. Yeah. If, hack your 3DS. Play Yokai Watch, I guess. Who cares? Uh, 2015's Free. He was Makoto Tachibana. Remember Free, Sarah? I do remember Free. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Who could forget? Um, obviously, 2016 Gundam Iron Blood Orphans, he's Orga. Also, 2016 Gundam Thunderbolt, he's Daryl Lorenz, who is the main Xeon character of Thunderbolt. In 2016 Digimon Tri, he's TK. He's TK. Um, or rather, Takeru Takaishi, of course. My son. Um, <clears throat> in 20, starting in 2016, and in all future roles, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, he's Broly. Oh, that is Which him, is huh? fucking wild. Uh, 2018's Pop Team Epic Dub, he was Popoko. Hell yeah, bud. Uh, 2018's Bungo Stray Dogs, he was Shirase. In 2019's Demon Slayer, he was Giyu Tomioka. Oh. And finally, for Elliot, who I'm sure can hear me saying this, in 2019's Promare, the dub, he's Leo. Hell yeah. Um, my list of, my, my list of, uh, Kawanishi Kango, who is the voice of, uh, the, the, the Japanese voice of Mikazuki August, it's, it's mm-hmm. smaller because a lot of his credits are like, you know, he was in Naruto Shippuden as Gentleman Cat, Townspeople. Yeah, sure, traveler. sure, 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 sure. But, um, just going through this briefly, because I forgot that this was a segment we are doing, I got a couple of, uh, I got a couple of good grabs for you here. Um, for example, from... 20, uh, it would have been 20, yeah, in t- from 2016, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Teranusuke Miyamoto, ho- who you may not remember by name, but you certainly remember his stand, Enigma, for putting a gun in a paper. That's right! I was, I was like, racking my brain trying to figure out which fucking stand user that guy was. Miyamoto, Miyamoto, one of the least memorable names in that, like... Well, yeah, he was one of, like, the four guys from, like, the July 12th Right, because it's him, it's, it's him, it's Junkin Boy, it's Cheap Trick. And who's the fourth one on that day? I don't remember. No, it's not even Jonkin Boy. Jonkin Boy was his own episode. Really? It was, um, it, it, it's, um, it's what's the biker guy? Biker. Yuya. It, it's Yuya Fungami. No, Yuya, Yuya was his own episodes was also. He? Yuya, Yuya had two, high, two, Highway Star was two episodes. Damn. Um, Cheap Trick, though, for sure. It was, it was Cheap Trick. It was, um, uh, God, what was it? Scott, the uh, fucking fly. Oh, Superfly. Superfly, fly, yes. Uh, but to keep going, uh, Kosuke yeah. Sakaki from Run With The Wind, you may remember him okay. as the evil red-haired boy. Uh, I did not remember yeah. him by his name, but I did know one of him when I see him. Uh, from 2019, mm. from Dr. Stone, the one and only Gen. Ah! Um, which is very interesting to know that that's, that's him, because that's a very, like, ex- that's an extremely expressive role. And I guess just, like, I mean, I, I would not expect him to be as disaffected as uh, Mikazuki is at all times in his life, but it's just a very dynamic range between Mikazuki sure. and Gen. Um, Ritsu Soma from Fruits Basket, who is, I, who I did not encounter when I watched Fruits Basket, but I just Googled the character and I do like to, I do like their look. They look cute. Um, and lastly, which I only bring up because of the name, uh, in, <laughs> in 2020, in the second season of ReZero, starting life in another, in a new, in another world, uh-huh. he, he played a character named Lai Botankaitos. <laughs> hey, that's a GameCube video game. <laughs> it's Botankaitos. It's, it's my friend Botankaitos from GameCube. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> good shit good yeah good shit but now max, oh what a fun now max who's the robot of the week my robot of the week sarah um so as we're recording this uh february 17th um the summer of gaming is upon us yes. horizon forbidden west comes out um 
not going to give that game my full seal of approval because again, there's some weird racial issues. I, they didn't I just, really. I just, I'm, I've been thinking about this all day, and I will not get too deep into this. But I just, mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about because, like, with this game coming out, I've been going back and I read an article or two of covering the like reaction from people about the Native American appropriation in that first uh-huh. game, and their like really, frankly, weak response to it. And I just like obviously based on the way they responded i could tell they did not learn anything they did not intend to change anything like they were they, right. like just the if if you if you held a gun to them they would have been like i mean we can't change it we already said all those designs in stone <laughs> we we we, we, we will promise to learn and grow blah yeah. blah blah but um to call the next game forbidden west is just really, come on like <laughs> there really? wasn't a better name you could think of right like could, could you have not like a little bit less maybe Mm, just, anyways, not, anyway, sorry. Go on. Uh, I, 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 anyway, to be clear, I'm not coming at this from a perspective of, of being a hater. I'm just I, I liked that game quite a lot. I sent I sunk sixty hours into it. It's one of the few platinum yeah, trophies no. that I have. But it, it's a fun game that is worth all the criticism that it draws. Very but, much so. Um, Lance Reddick, my, my robot that, of the week is it Lance Reddick? Lance Reddick's in it. Yeah, he's silenced. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, and Carrie Ann Moss and Angela Bassett are in the new one too. Ashley Burch in the first one and the second one yeah she's Aloy Um, but my my robot of the week is the humble watcher who's just a little guy with a big old eyeball and if you shoot him in the eyeball he dies in one hit but he's a cute little little machine dinosaur love the watcher so much I have a little Funko Pop of him it's like a little fun figure did you see the fucking Horizon Zero Dawn tall neck Lego set that they just revealed Sarah no I didn't you mean like the the things that like the the Assassin's Creed Tower robots yes in May they are making a Lego of it ooh and it comes with an Aloy minifigure and a little watcher as well. Oh, that's cute. It's really cute, and I'm going to buy it, and I'll, I'll, I'll DM it to you later. It fucking rules. Uh, that's my robot of the week. It's, it's, it's the, humble t- the, the humble watcher. Hell yeah. Um, that's episode. That's episode. Let's do, let's do plugs. Sarah, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I do too many fucking podcasts. Uh, you can listen to me on uh, a bunch of other great noise-based.xyz products, such as Ford Ford ReZero. It's a ReZero podcast that I do with former host of this show, Morg, and my girlfriend, Neve. Um, we just wrapped up the first half of the first season. It's a good show. Um, I also do special grade snacks with friend of the show, friend of the me, Kay. Uh, that's a, a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast that is going to be updating soon because movie is coming out. And I, I'm excited to see it. If you, you know, we, we've got, I think we did, we did like 13, 14 episodes. It's good. I liked it. Um, I, I like that show so much that it became a permanent obsession for like the next three months. I'm still pretty like deep in the minds, but I, I, I'm not as deep as I was back then. Um, Fear Baiting, my horror movie podcast that I've done for six fucking years. It's too long. Um, <laughs> you can listen to, it's horror movies. I do that like pretty much every week. Um, special, no, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, and uh, a politics podcast that's infrequently updated, and the Wonder Yerks and Animorphs podcast that is updated, uh, also infrequently updated. Um, I think... And you can follow me on Twitter at SunHatGenia, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Sorry about all the plugs. I got too many things going on. No, it's good. I mean, everything's linked in the description as well for those who want to click and follow the links. And you should. Um, I'm Max. You can go to Twitter at MaxiBajillion to find me. My other shows include Pot of Greed, which is the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by KaibaCorp. We're not recording an episode on GX this week. Instead, for our Patreon, we're doing Krugio, where we will watch a Fast and the Furious movie mostly every month until we get them all. Uh, car, go free me, live my life a quarter mile at a time, etc. Um, you can also find me at Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast. We just kind of like forgot to record for the last several weeks, but we'll, we will be doing a Mario Odyssey episode eventually yeah, when Jordan we're and I... We're all busy. We're all busy. There's so much shit to do. 
2022. No one has time for anything anymore. It's the year of the podcaster. Right. Um, and you can also tune into Nevermind the Trollocs, which is an Amazon Wheel of Time rewatch podcast. Our uh, mailbag episode should be going up maybe within a week or so, this episode going up, uh, which will be the final episode until season two drops in like a year or two or whenever the hell. Uh, big asterisk on that. But that's all of it. And of course, you can find Al of Al. You can find all of our shows at noisebase.xyz. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for running that website. Podcasting is forever. Hell yeah. Um, love, you, love Matt. Love Matt. Love the GameCube. And that'll do it for us. Thank you all for tuning in next week. As always, three more episodes of IBO. Be there or be square. And Sarah, as we always say to end our podcast, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. Cool robot. Oh, all right. See you next week, gamers. Bye. In the skies above Mars. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs>